Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fan. Want to chime in on what's happening with your favorite KFM program? Make your voice heard on the Bradshaw and Brian text line. Let us know what you have to say by texting your message to 64686. That's 64686. Standard message and data rate supply. Oh, you should know that I've got you on my mind. Your secret admirer. I've been watching. Lynch, Valley Sports North, 9 to noon, 651 Carpets Plus Studios, Wolves, and a depleted Dallas squad tonight. And um, off the OKC win, um, quite the professional victory at Oklahoma City. Kevin uh, was working it in the studio with Marnie Gellner for Valley Sports North, especially off that San Antonio game. D- don't you think it was just a professional victory? And good morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a, especially coming off the, the Spurs, da da da. And, um, no, it was a good win. And obviously, the season, you know, Towns is, is, okay, hold uh, on. Or what? We got to get your mind off hockey. All right. Three, two. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. That was a hockey highlight just bouncing around that mesmerized you. Then I ask a simple question. <laughs> just and, calm down and, over there, right? <laughs> and you, you're and trying you were, to rile the, you're stirring this up. Well, yeah, you're smiling, so my job is done. Yours has just begun. So anyway, <laughs> professional mindset kind of victory at OKC. Yes. I are you gonna let me talk here? Yeah, I'm just trying to help you here. We watched the same highlight. So go ahead. No, a good win. Uh, I was happy to see guys like Alexander Walker and and uh, Jordan McLaughlin, Nas Reed have some good performances, and not just Edwards and Towns. Or you know, it's, it's some of the other guys kind of stepped up and played well, shot the ball well. It's a good team win, yeah. And Oklahoma City, I keep thinking they're going to come down to earth, but th- they're good. They're they're tough defensively. The last time the Wolves played them, whenever like a month ago. Man, they locked up the Wolves at the end of that game, and yep. I was like, I got to start watching this team a little closer because they're they're yep. better than I ever thought they were going to be. You mean the Target Center game? Yes, yes. Was that Target Center? Yeah, yeah. It was. And and like Lou Dort locked down yes. Anthony a yes. bit at the end, and yes, I get on the did. radio going, "Now hold on." Yes, he did. I mean, Lou ain't great, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that's how it's going to be with this physical, athletic specimen on our guy, kind of locking him down, we might have a problem. Right, right. I I noticed the same thing. Dort did a good job on on Edwards. That was about as uncomfortable as I've seen Anthony Edwards trying to score at a home game, especially uh, ever in four years. So uh, I was impressed and Gilgis Alexander just went off again, you know, and so they're, they're a good team. So to win that game the other night was impressive. So sometimes I watch other teams and it's not like I have team or player envy, uh, but you know, you'll see players for other teams. So it's like, everybody could say, yeah, I wish I had Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, I wish I had Luka Doncic. Yeah. But like I'm watching the every OKC game I watch, and I don't know if it's just against the Wolves. I think he averages 19 a game. 
This Jalen Williams, this truck, who from three, I mean, how wonderful would he be on the Minnesota Timberwolves with that knockdown three? Seriously. Well, he would help everybody. I mean, he's he's a good player. But, you know, that's a guy who, who I mean, you really wouldn't need in a lot of ways just because Nas Reed kind of does there's a similar game there with Reed. But, good point. Um, but, no, I mean, Gilgis Alexander, Josh Giddey's uh, looking like he's uh, – Keeping his legal issues uh, that's fine off it. to the side, and and Holmgren is obviously turning into a good player too. So they have some good mm-hmm. pieces. You know, another team that kind of reminds me a little bit of Oklahoma City is Orlando. Yeah, you know, kind of securing these yeah. high picks for a long time, and now they're surprisingly playing well. And mm-hmm. and uh, anyways, they but remind me of the SG, magic. SGA. You know, is the difference there. I mean, he's high end, obviously, yeah, 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 but yeah. even a point that you know is a level below Gilgis Alexander for Orlando. It's like Suggs, Mini Ha Academy go crazy. With all due respect, he can't score and consistently. Right. Fultz is always hurt. Cole Anthony's a turnover every two seconds. The <laughs> Wagner brothers are the bomb. Um, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., I mean, he's okay. Ben they, Cheryl. Yep. They have um, they have Jonathan Isaac up to speed finally. Yeah. He's helping them. So I see what yeah. you're seeing there. Uh, and they're here on Friday night. That's going to be good. And, and with that OKC game... The, the stars sharing the ball in the fourth quarter. Cat passing, Anthony Edwards passing. The, uh, Alexander Walker got the best of it. McDaniels hit a big three also. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's what caused me to think of you and text you because I remember when you played for Charlotte and the, the, the mindset or the complaints you would have internally that Larry Johnson and Kendall Gill never passed the ball. So you're standing wide open in the corner looking like a new-age Kevin Grevy, and, and, and they're not passing the ball because the stars sometimes don't share. I've, I've never, my NBA career has never been truly appreciated, except by you, my friend. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm looking for the online picture from a hot tub in Vegas with Stacy Ogman, Larry Johnson, Anderson Hunt, and Kevin Lynch. We'll just call him Richard Perry. We'll leave the fixer part out now. Uh, the fill-in producer, Maxwell Fuller, uh, the the uh, 9 to noon version of Bake McBride. He um, he has all your albums. Loves you on TV. And Darnell. I, I, lo- I walked in here and I looked at it. Who, who is this guy? It's Darnell Hillman. He played Bake in the McBride. NBA. He's Darnell Hillman. He played in the NBA does, with you, okay? Does, yeah, exactly. He's got the jersey on. Now, does he call you bake McBride all the time oh, yeah. yeah he called every I've been called literally every person that's ever had an afro <laughs> in human history before including I, fictional characters I like by, it. by by just oh. the, the audience in general yeah right. anytime anybody has an afro yeah. I mean people have been calling me Jaden McDaniels for weeks right well yeah. see I nearly I always hit on bake McBride and Darnell uh Darnell Hillman uh because that those are old school big time athletes one played baseball the other basketball but in cancel culture, they have to actually do a little work to figure out who they are before they start thinking about canceling. Which means in this day and age of, of lack of attention span, five seconds after they can't figure it out, they're done and on to somebody else to work on them. Bate so McBride, I love it. That's perfect. But he has all your albums. He watches you on TV all the time when I put the set list together and sent it to him. Uh, I know he wants to uh, chat about the Wolves with you a little bit, so Wimwell, go ahead. I do have all your albums, even the acoustic one that got poor reviews, but I loved it, Kevin. Uh, I sense a budding rivalry between this Timberwolves team and the Thunder. I mean, between Ant saying SGA gets all the calls, his comments following this most recent game over the weekend, and just kind of a general testiness between the two teams during their various matchups this season. Is this more fans and media creating this in our mind because we're pining for the days of more rivalries, or is it reality? 
Oh, good question. You know, the first thing that popped into my head when people start talking about rivalry between these two teams, I guess this year's because they've kind of been at the top of the Western Conference, so I get that part of it. But I thought the rivalry was with Denver. I mean, that was just a year or two ago in the last three, four, five years. It seems like Denver was just ahead of the Wolves as far as building their team, a championship type of team. So uh, to me, I thought it was the Nuggets. Uh, the Wolves have already played the Thunder. They're done playing the Thunder. It's four games yep. uh, up to this point. So now you got Denver more three more times the rest of the season. So I I guess so. It's kind of a little bit of both. It's, it's the fact that both teams are at the top of the West. I think the media gets into it. The fans get into it. Uh, and then, you know, the Wolves just haven't played Denver as much. It's coming up here the rest of the season. So I think it's more Denver than it's Oklahoma City, in my opinion. Denver's, Denver's second right now in the West. Yep. I believe they are. I think they jumped uh, the Thunder recently here. Try so. again. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has stepped up big in Mike Conley's absence over the last four starts. Uh, he's played really well. Do you think he's played well enough that the Wolves would consider a starting role for him. Obviously, not necessarily in the near future, but maybe possibly next season. Good job. I don't think so. No, I, I think I like the Wolves' starting lineup with you know the size with Gobert, Towns, McDaniel's at the front line. Edwards obviously is not going to step in front of that guy, and then Conley is a natural point guard, leader, whatever. So, as well as. Alexander Walker has played the last month or two. He started the season a little bit slower, but it's been coming on, shooting the ball better, and his good defense. So, no, I think he's better suited as a bench guy. Uh, you mentioned Denver, and and the barometer, well, they're the champions. So, therefore, yeah. like when you know the Wolves in Indy yesterday had the most road wins in the NBA, got all these defensive analytics, and so, so they're ballyhooed to a certain extent. Likewise for, S, for SGA's team. Phoenix is coming on every so often with the three stars and everything. Clippers. Yeah, and the Clippers, too. Yeah. yeah, And I said that last week, man, not with you, but like, hey, when we're talking about all these teams, let's not forget the killer Kawhi Leonard is in the postseason almost single-handedly, but the, that's for then, this now. It's like when a team gets really hot, I think to myself or I ask an analyst or a play-by-play -play guy or whatever is, do you believe in a seven-game series you can handle Jokic? So that's as hot as you are. Do you believe your squad is good enough in a seven-game series to handle them and him? Are you asking me that? That's what you're asking me. Sure. I'm not. So I can't sure. pick the Wolves to beat Denver in a seven-game series. I know. at this I, stage. I, I, exactly. I mean, I think. I, and it's Jokic. Yeah, I know. It, you know, I'll I'll say it this way: is when it was Miami and Denver in the finals last year, last summer. When Jokic was on, when when he was on the bench, and the, the two teams were playing, it was an even series. When Jokic was out there, mm. he completely—they had no answer for that guy. He was unbelievably. I love him. How easy he played, and 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 now Miami's an undersized team, but it's not just the fact that they don't have a ton of big guys to throw at him. And Bam Adebayo is an all-star type of player as a big man. So yeah. they had one good body there to, to throw at Jokic, but Jokic completely dominant performance in the finals and up through the playoffs. I mean, that was one of the better performances I think mm. ever in a playoff, a two month playoff situation. Jokic was that dominant in my opinion. So he's a killer. Yeah, he is. And then they got the pieces around him and, Jamal Murray, if he's healthy, it's they're going to be the team to beat. So in a seven-game series, 
Tough to pick. I the get wolves. nervous. I get yes. It's tough to if pick. If that's the, wolves. the pairing, I take it, and it would be super yes. fun. Yes. Wolves played the Nuggets in sneaky fashion. Very tough last that's year. That's right. That's right. You know, and the wolf, the wolves are are. I mean, certainly with Gobert, especially, and the way Towns handles himself, mostly compared to his past performances, and and a little clutch ability to him. You know, which which really, with all due respect, we haven't seen much during his career. Is is I want to see the next step of that against guys like that, but. I've shared this story on the radio before, and it's something I'm never going to forget. Jokic, I mean, it, it's he he. We're about the same age, so we'd have to go back to the '70s. And you remember the vigilante Charles Bronson? Yeah. Okay, uh, Death Wish or whatever. Okay, so just remember that guy, and then mesh that with Liam Neeson from a movie called Taken. Don't know if you do. You remember it? His daughter was kidnapped. Thank you. And just his approach and the way he talked. Bronson's approach and the way he talked when Jokic was interviewed right after winning the title and everybody's going nuts champagne on the head confetti and everything Lisa Salters or whomever asked him something and all he said was we had job to do now we go home (laughs) that's it we had job to do now we go home are you kidding me with it with this killer oh it's it's you got to say that's like an answer like that is refreshing. Love it. Con- considering some of these guys who are, you know, Draymond Green yelling and spread all da 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 and other guys, you know, Jokic is just kind of, he's just like, seems like a country boy out there just playing and doesn't really care. Like, mm. you know, and he's not worried about a lot of crap that most players are worried about. He just kind of. I don't know, man. You never see him like when they start trash talking or the foe pushing. Uh, that is the NBA. You never see him involved in that. Right? He's never. He never wastes an ounce of energy on right. the chicanery, the tomfoolery, the hyperbole, or the crap people try to suck him into to be the. Well, they always see the second guy. Oh, I just got a tee on Jokic. He never <laughs> buys into that crap, except for when Marcus Morris mm. was it Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris. Mm. Remember, hit him with that cheap shot to the Ooh. ribs a couple of years ago when he's playing for Miami in Denver. Look it up right oh, wow. now on YouTube. And Jokic just just clobbered him. <laughs> and then got suspended. Like Robert Parrish, Bill Lane Beer clobber in the key? No. He, uh, Morris hit him. The whistle blew. Oh, wow. Then he turned his back. Morris started walking away from Jokic. Jokic ran up. On, you saw this. Yeah, you I'm not sure remember. I did. Right. He, and, and just slammed into him, knocked him down. To, oh. And gave him a concussion. I think the rest of the season, yeah. Morris was out for the yeah. rest of the season. Now, but, those Morris boys, they're tough. Yes. Yeah, yes. Mar- Marcus is a tough character. I mean, yeah. he's just straight tough. He's with Philly now and yeah, just whatever. But those Morris kids, they're tough. I'm glad you pointed that out. Hey, uh, with, the, with the San Antonio game... Um, Chris Finch said it yesterday, nine to noon. He joins the show weekly, and and I think he said it in his press conference after the Spurs game. And and I just just help me with this. And if you don't know what it is, big deal. He's like, uh, despite big leads throughout that Spurs game, Finch said they lost the Spurs game from the start, from the jump. Like they were up ten, they were up thirteen or twelve, thirteen, ten into the fourth, and he makes it sound like we lost we lost that game in the beginning. I have no idea what he's talking about and haven't texted him about it. Yeah, well... Any idea? Mindset play or... Lack of focus defensively, to me, that's kind of what that means. I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, teams like San Antonio, they're losing a lot. And, you know, they got some young talent, obviously, with Wembenyama and others. But, you know, lack of focus and lack of maturity at times 
uh, defensively, and then a team like San Antonio is at home. They they start to make some shots because your defense is lacking. Then you're in a dogfight after that. So that, that to me, that's what their defense. The Wolves' defense has kind of been up and down lately. Then the turnover issue, and it seems like the Wolves. Yes, the the Wolves are kind of like one of those like the best teams in this league that are real veteran teams that have been through the won championships and been through the the playoff wars. It seems like when their shots aren't falling. Their defense still is is good, yeah, and vice versa. Now with the Wolves, now it's like when the Wolves' shots aren't falling, then defensively they suffer. They haven't gotten to that point where they get past that, where when something isn't working, they can still bank on something else. So the Wolves are still learning that. Yeah, and and you've seen so much either the players against whom you played back in the early '90s. Like the reference here is going to be Hakeem Olajuwon, and and it's off this San Antonio game. I almost dunked on him. Did you really? But he blocked my dunk right at the last second. Anyways, go go with your question. Kendall Gill does not have his dunk blocked as he flies <laughs> down the key with that left hand. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Illinois I... or with you. And we digress. Wemby, 19 years old, seven foot five. That step back from three in the in the Wolves game, you remember it? Were you working that night? No, but okay. I, I watched the game. Okay, the Wemby step back three from 26 at 7-5. Are you kidding me with that? I mean, when you see that, as somebody who played in the league and saw Olajuwon, one of the most athletically gifted centers in the history of the NBA, Wembenyama is more athletically gifted than Hakeem, Hakeem Olajuwon. Because of that move, you're saying? The whole thing, the dribbling behind the back. Ooh. Now, posting him up with the Dream Shake and getting that, that drop step ready. Okay, hey, but he's 19. Um, but, I'm, I mean, Dream, you know, with the with the perimeter, with the fadeaway like Elvin Hayes, with the, with the mid-range game, the footwork, the Dream Shake, I, I respect it all, always have loved his game. But Wemby is 19, stepping back from 26 and draining them. Olajuwon never could or would do that. Okay, let, let me say something. This is something I've been chewing on the last couple of days, Paul. Um, you know, we're getting to the point. Remember 15, 20 years ago, you watch an NBA game. Oh, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, Rasheed Wallace. God, seven footers that can make threes. Yeah, this, I'm, this is blowing my mind that's away. A good point. But now all these young guys like Wembenyama. Yes, yeah. it is impressive. No, you're right. Holmgren, all these guys. Now I want to see one of those seven foot five guys get down to the post. Whoa, a seven five guy can post up and score in the low post. I I can't believe what I'm witnessing here. Yeah, I mean that's so what we're right. getting to. All these guys can shoot threes. Brilliant, and it's it's impressive. But I want to see guys that can get down to the block. Throw some bows, yeah. mix it up, and actually score when they get down there. Well, I don't know. That's me. Okay. Well, let's take it because you you work with kids and and high schoolers and stuff like that. Tennis, basketball, whatever. So you know you you you. I don't know if you have basketball. Do you still have basketball camps? I do. Yes. And you have tennis camps, right? My that's my sister in law, my it. brother's wife. She does a lot. All right. Of that. So yeah. this is perfect because you're working with those who have aspirations of taking a game to the next level, middle schoolers to high school, high school to college, whatever level, whatever. So th think young bigs, okay? God has gifted them with the size and the desire to be a power, a five or a four, a center or a power forward in the NBA. High school and college centers in training are modeling themselves, I believe, more off Wemby and of Chet Holmgren than Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. 
you know, because of the social media generation. Absolutely. Embiid's MVP guy, likewise for Jokic, the minute the schedule comes out. Now, Wemby and Holmgren, they play different games. They dribble, they fly down the key and dunk, they step back for three, you know, and and Jokic... Yeah, for three games, not his his strength, but he can hit them. Embiid, it's part of his strength. He's phenomenal right. at like 280 pounds and seven whatever. But don't you feel the because of like TikTok and social media and all that, and they see Wemby and Holmgren so much that the these aspiring big men want to be Wemby and Holmgren more than like Embiid and Jokic. It's easier to do that. It's it, to just catch and mm. shoot threes. It's yes. a sexier way to play basketball. Yes. And, and, and this all kind of started with Golden State yes. winning championships, jacking up a lot of threes with Curry and Thompson, and then Durant joins the team. And then, they, you know, it just became this this revolution in the sport of basketball. I run my basketball camps. I have 10-year-old kids that come out there in the morning when the, when the, mor- when the camp starts and all they want to do is, is shoot threes. No, yep. I, I get it. It's, that's fun, and that's a effective way to play if, if you can make them. But um, uh, yeah, we, we've really lost that that desire, and it's easier to do that as opposed to mixing it up when you have a big defender right behind you in the post and learning how to... One of the things to me, Paul, that these young kids need to learn, if you're kind of looking for what I would tell these kids... Is so many kids get down to the, get the ball close to the basket. It doesn't even have to be a post up situation. It could be an offensive rebound, and because these kids don't work on it like they used to, as far as the inside game, they rush everything. Wow! It's like when you or get they the, bring the ball down by their waist yeah, and they get slapped, or, or they over dribble. They don't really. They just don't work on it enough, so they rush everything. And my my thing is like when you get the the, the basketball close to the hoop, and you're the one that's panicking. It's like, wait a minute, you have the ball, you're close to the basket, the defender behind you should be panicking, not you, but these kids rush it, mm. and they don't feel comfortable enough in the post, and they need to they need to calm down and feel like I have the advantage, right. not the guy playing defense behind me. What so, a wonderful point. And, 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 no, it is. I mean, because specifically the first part when you said, because it's easy, right. you know, meshing kind, kind of, you know, it, it's just conversation for a different time, but... With, you know, some things that we're seeing on highlight social media or whatever. Anthony Edwards did it within the last week. We can change. The getting stuck, throwing it off the backboard, catching it, and then putting it in. Right. This is this is not a new age. And this is Kevin and I are not being get off our lawn old guys here. Larry Bird used to do that all the time. Throw it off the backboard to himself and then go up for the layup. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not done more. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, uh, Wembenyama did it. Edwards did it. Uh, who, there's other players that have done it in the last month. Yes. Because I don't know who the first guy who, who did it was, but it goes on so, to social media. And then the other players in the NBA, the young guys especially, start seeing it. Now, I want to do that too. And that's cool. You know, and, uh, you know, the fan, the 14 year old boys out there, they love watching that kind of stuff. Yeah, man, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And old dudes like us were like, ah, it's a little overrated. Let's, yeah. that, you know, this whole social media. Are you on social media a lot? I guess I don't even know. Twitter. That's Twitter. it. That's it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That Lady Gaga, not that I'm a huge <laughs> Lady Gaga fan, but she had a great uh, quote about social media. She said yeah. it's the, the toilet bowl <laughs> of the internet age. And I kind yeah. of agree with her. Well, when we go to break right now, I'm going to pull up on my phone a Lady Gaga song. Let's go. Live. Let's go. With Stevie Wonder in the crowd covering I Wish by Stevie Wonder. 
It's about one of the funkiest things you're ever going to see. Uh, but we get some money to give away, and here's Bake McBride. The Big Ten Basketball Tournament. Want to give you a shot to put a grand in your hand with our national cash contest? Enter the keyword BILLS at KFN.com now for your shot at winning. That's keyword BILLS. Enter it now at K- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. F-A-N, the fan. The 2024 Big Ten Women's and Men's TIAA Basketball Tournaments are headed to Target Center March 6th to the 17th. Head over to our contest page and register for your chance to win a pair of tickets to either tournament. That's KFN.com. Keyword contest. Enter. Sports North. Uh, Dallas this evening, uh, Doncic sitting. I, I guess he got nicked up a little bit in that 45-minute overtime performance or whatever it was. Derek Lively, who I happen to like a little bit, a rookie center of theirs. I do too. I like Broken him. nose. He's not going to play. Kyrie's out basically four of every ten games. So he's <laughs> not going to play. So are you on TV tonight? I am not. No. Well, you got lucky. Dwight Powell, Jaden Hardy. Hey. hey, I'll be watching the game though. I got. I'm playing I gotta, with you. I got to keep track of what's going of on. Of course, Wolf, I, work, I work Sunday. Wolves should. Um, oh, the Rockets, and that's cool because Wolves should win tonight. Wolves should beat Orlando on Friday. Wolves should beat Houston on Sunday. But those Sunday games, they, they can be tricky meat grinders. A, because you have, you have no idea how Saturday night went for the kids. And then the time is weird and the day is weird. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's well, like it, it is a later game Sunday. I think it's a sit. It's okay. five, six, seven o'clock game. Yeah, so if, that if out. it's like a noon game, mm-hmm. then it's a little, little more scratchy. But Agreed. If, you know, like remember when they were really good with Spree and Cassell and and KG? Well, those the, those Sunday games they'd lose to some of the worst teams in the world as like massive favorites, right. and it was like the biological clock was just off or whatever. But if they can, if they can. Go bang, bang, bang. Finch and staff get to coach the West All Stars. Oh, I know. I, I, you know, I think I had talked to Finch about it yesterday, and he's so humble that I could tell he thought it was weird. But nevertheless, I brought it up. I'm like, I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I you know, hey, instead of like after being on the grind for five, six months, getting everything ready, all the road, all the travel and everything, who in the heck wouldn't want to spend part of their off time in the city of Indianapolis? For like three days, getting to coach a game where you really can't draw a pl- draw a plays or, or coach or anything, and, and, and the, the, but also, the honor of it's cool. Yeah, of course, of course. But the, you got to remember too. You got to be excited for games like that because the basketball was so amazing last year in the All Star game. Mike Malone, the coach of the West, or whatever he said, it was? 
Yes. I don't remember. Mike Malone said that was the worst display of basketball oh. ever played after <laughs> after that All-Star game. Okay. It, the All-Star game. The I, All-Star I, game sucks. Oh, it's... it's yeah, like it's, the NFL Pro Bowl. I haven't watched it in 20 years. It sucks. It's just the worst. It's an honor for the guys to go there. Right, right. You know, but but that just... that That's, you know, that that's cockeyed, too. I mean, that's a little off, too, is, is like if you make the NFL Pro Bowl, that gets so much more publicity or slaps on the back or league cred than becoming all pro, you know, because you got pro bowl bonuses, all pro bonuses, but the pro bowl, the all-star game, that's the shine. And we're in a, we're, we're in a, that's the shine era and generation right right now where, you know, I'm, I'm an all pro guy. Like who was NBA all first and second team, all defensive team, NFL All-Pro first and second team. I mean, because those are voted on by different people and and involve a different form of merit, not, you know, well, we're going to put him there because people want to come watch him play, even though he's having a terrible season. And I'm not uh, I'm not averse to that. But so the Sunday, if the Wolves can go bang, 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 then good for Finch and Mike and Nori and the rest of the Cats. Uh, they'll get to coach the All-Star game. What do you what do you think of Carl Anthony Towns season? Like A to say say this is... They're about 60% into it, so we're at like a P, like A to P with the rest of the alphabet to go. He's he's had a good, you know, Chris Finch has, let me say it this way. Chris Finch has kind of said the last couple of years, getting Gobert and then tra- and trading away D'Angelo Russell, getting Mike Conley, the, the emergence of Anthony Edwards, Towns. Well, this is what Finch has said. Towns has, has had to change more than any other player on this team, and I kind of agree with him mm-hmm. because now you got to kind of find your way with this other big guy that's going to be hanging around the basket a lot. The rebounding numbers are down for Towns, but that's understandable. So, I mean, if if Towns was the only center on the team, which it was, you know, basically for much of his career in Minnesota, his rebounding numbers would be right at 10, 11, 12, right where it's it's been before. Yeah. So... It, with Gobert, so I don't know. He's had to change a little bit. So I, I would give him a, I don't know, a B, B plus. He's still shooting the ball well, but he's had to change more than anybody else on this team, and and so you got to factor that in. So I think he's had a good season. Me too. All the the rebounding numbers, like I said, are down. The points are down, but that's because of there's more talent on this team. Other players are kind of rising. Gobert and Cotton, you know. So there's there's factors there. So he's he's played well and. I think, you know, because I remember chatting with Chris Finch kind of about this two years ago, early in the season, kind of shortly after, or early in his first full season. Um, one, one thing that continues to impress me about Carl is he's really getting better at not getting under the skin of the referees. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but not doing it in a, he's not, he, he still will complain in a, everybody complains, you know, when, when they think the foul goes against them. But the foul! You know, the yelling of it like that and then staying back and yelling. And now we got a five on four, exactly. which is actually a, a low key sneaky problem for this team this year. And Anthony Edwards was victim of it. Uh, one game, Carl in the Charlotte game. Yeah, Carl, guess what? You got fouled twice. You got killed twice on what could have been a super big drive. And Finch and I, we didn't argue about it, but we're, we're, we're on the other side of this a little bit. If you watch that thing closely, Carl Anthony Towns hooked the first guy. All right. So, I mean, I'm not saying no harm, no foul, or they offset, but he got a little sneaky hook in there, too, that the locals don't seem to want to talk about. They just want to talk about the hackability. But then he sits there, he falls, you know, and, and when he goes to clomping, it takes an hour to get up. And then now it's a 5 4 the other way. And there's PJ Washington wide open in the corner to hit a three, a massive three. 
So, like, I brought I brought some of that up with Finch yesterday about the complaining by not just his team but other teams, and then it turns into five on four, and he just like cut me off, and he goes, "Yeah, that that's." He didn't say it's a problem here, but it's like we gotta get better at that, you know. As, as he started talking about you know, that, happens here a fair amount, and and so that that leads me to. It, like when Anthony Edwards, all right, so I felt he got fouled by Gilgis Alexander on that dunk. Right, right on his his left arm. Right. It's a foul. It may not have been super hard, marginal or whatever that the two-minute thing said, but he got fouled. So when Edwards is caught on camera saying, these cheating-ass refs, do you think moving forward that will hurt him getting calls? So it's like the bench scene. They just win. They're going to start high-fiving. Let's go over and talk to the dogs and the coaches meet and everything. <laughs> and then he's laughing and he goes like those cheating-ass refs. All right, well, it, I'm not saying it went viral because I didn't follow it that closely, but it's on social media. You know, people have seen it. Do, do you think that that harms him moving forward when it comes to getting calls? I th- <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> he called the refs cheaters. I might as well just say you're, you know, Donahue up here fixing no, games. No, I, when Edward said that after the game, I thought, oh, he's going to get fined, or I thought he, oh. he might get fined for, for saying what he said. Typically, coaches, players do when they say stuff like that. Uh, to answer your question, I don't think one one time when he says he, he says that, I think it's going to be a problem. I think if it turns into a consistent thing after games, he's yep. complaining a lot after games, and it turns into something that happens a lot, yes, it will start to hurt him. I think one random situation, I'm not ready to say that yet. So. Well, and, and to Anthony's credit, I mean, Anthony will whine and Anthony will complain. It's like everybody. But I don't think that's a problem with him. You know, I mean, he legit, I'm, I'm going to make him a martyr here. He legitimately is getting murdered on some of these dunks and these layups, and they're just not calling. It's kind of bugging me. It is, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know. You don't see it that way? I guess I don't see it quite as he's getting hammered all the time. I don't, I don't know if I see it though. He's so aggressive and like yeah. that particular he's dunk. Big. He's big. Yeah, he's going to get hit. I mean, like a guy like Shaquille O'Neal, I've never seen yeah. a guy get hammered as much as Shaq That's did. And that point. dude never complained. You know what I was, I've been thinking about Draymond Green the last couple of days and, mm-hmm. and how he's come back from the suspension. And I don't know if there's another player out there, Paul, there probably is. If I thought about it, like in the history of the NBA that has been more damaging mm-hmm. It, it, with the obviously the kicking, the punching, the strangling mm-hmm. of opponents—that's a problem. You got to mm-hmm. be suspended. You know, you got to suspend a guy that does crap like that. Well, he's kicking guys in the spot. Yeah, exactly. But but what's even worse to me is the disrespect that guy has shown referees. Oh no doubt. For year upon year no upon doubt. year, just constant yeah. yelling yep. and clapping at him, and just like that. And then other players see that. Yeah. Then Towns sees that, and then wow. Edwards comes in. He sees Towns, and like mm-hmm. I think the Draymond Green effect. Is kind of more insidious than we think. I mean, he is just that guy for the last eight to ten years has been doing this crap with it's, refs. It's insidious and evil to a certain extent, as this game would go, to the level of where the big story when he came back was, "I'm not back unless the commissioner of the NBA convinces me to come back." Adam Silver, okay, so like he was going to quit, and then the commissioner's like he went either flew and talked to the he talked to the commissioner multiple times who supposedly talked him into staying, despite the referees working for the commissioner and everything. You, it's so backwards, you know what I mean? You, you know, you know uh, not that I'm a big Kendrick Perkins fan on ESPN, but he, he made a good comment right after when he got suspended. And 
And then, the, you know, the, the coaches and some of the players for Golden State were talking about Draymond. They're, they're all, oh, we love Draymond. We really feel for Draymond. We, 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 he's hurting right now. It's like, he's the guy that's mm-hmm. been punching and kicking and strangling mm-hmm. and yelling at refs for year upon yep. year. He needs to realize that he, this is a punishment. Not like, oh, we feel so bad. So anyways. And when he's chilling cool, Steph gets all the headlines. Draymond's the glue guy for them. It's like for the 49ers, McCaffrey gets all the headlines. Without Debo, they're diff- Debo's the glue guy. So, like, Draymond is a glue guy because people think about all this when they're playing him. Right. He's He doesn't care about scoring. You know, he can steal it a little bit, plays good defense, physical, gets in the yeah, mind, yeah, yeah. slaps Jordan. I mean, I, one of the worst predictions I've ever made. <laughs> I'm on a run of bad predictions right now for whatever the reason. But, like, when Jordan Poole went to Washington, I'm like, watch this. Watch him spread his wings Ooh, and, and watch him. I mean, he's going to be four threes a game, but well, he's been awful. I mean, he's just been a complete financial bust. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, how in the hell am I going to think somebody's going to break out and be worth their paycheck and or salt uh, of the game when they let somebody punch him and they don't swing back and he just stands there and just takes it? You know, and I'm like, damn, and I thought that guy was going to be a dog. Um, come by next week if you get time, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep, for sure. Kevin Lynch, Bally Sports North, Wolves and Mavs tonight. Uh, wanted to close things up with beloved Mac. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On iHeartRadio. Wild Wednesday. Let's handle it. Yes, sir. Caller 11 right now. We'll win a pair of tickets to see the Wild take on Carolina on February 27th. That's 800-320-5326. Now the Wolves play tonight on the fan at 7 o'clock. Max is musing. You got anything going on over there? Uh, What uh, what did you have up your sleeveless, tattered sleeve? Uh, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson notified teams that he is going to stick with the Lions in the offensive coordinator role in a somewhat unexpected move as Johnson was being talked about and various head coaching openings, especially uh, particularly the Washington commander's job where he was viewed as the favorite Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick has also notified teams that he is sticking with Houston. What uh, what was the hold on? What was the caller number? 800-320-5326. Caller number 11. Hey, what's going on? It's Paul Allen. What's your name? Hello. Hello, you're on the fan. It's Jeff. Uh, sorry, Jeff. Uh, your caller one ain't no fun. Um, hello, your caller number two. Boo hoo. Hello, it's Paul Allen on KFA. And what's your name? Travis. Yep. Sorry, Travis. Uh, your caller number three. No tickets for thee. Hello, Paul Allen, KFA. And what's your name? Richard. Sorry, Richard. Caller four must be a bore. Uh, caller five, you ain't alive. Caller six, got no tricks. Caller seven, not ticket-giving heaven. Caller eight, plenty, uh, hopefully not plenty of hate. Call, Hello, what's your name? It's Paul Allen. You're on the fan. Hey, Paul Allen, this is Andy. What's up, Andy? Uh, your caller number nine, plenty of caller ten. Um, yep, have a good day. <laughs> Hello, KFA, and it's Paul Allen. What's your name? Ross. Ross? Yep. 
What's going on, Ross? Thanks for listening to 9 to Noon and KFAN. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, going out for lunch. Cool. Lunch break. Cool. Well, are you in the St. Paul area? Uh, no. Well, I'm you will be when the wild. Time. You will be when the wild play Carolina. Number 11, ticket giving heaven. All right, brother. Thanks for listening to the radio show and KFAN. I'm going to put you on hold so you can talk to him well. Have a good day. God bless and congratulations. All right. Thank you. Yep. See you, bud. Uh, my man, Ross. Good luck. Hey, thank you for listening today. Max, excellent work as usual. Really enjoy working with you. Appreciate it. Nordo's back tomorrow. And um, I'm Paul Allen. Thank you for listening to FM 100.3 KFAN, or the kids call it KFAN. Everybody calls it KFAN. It's too pedestrian for us to call it KFAN, so we got to go KFAN. Uh, Dan Cole, the common man, is next. Everybody have a wonderful day. Bye now. Action. Podcast today's Paul Allen Show. Or listen back to previous show and interviews by going to the iHeartRadio app or KFAN.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.